All right, twice. You ready? Yes, sir. Let's do it. Light of the temple, short swing, kill a lot from the ghetto. The hood messenger, let them know hell's close. Black burial, the devil in a black cloak. Street gospel, light of the temple. Short swing, kill a lot from the ghetto. The hood messenger, let them know hell's close. Black burial, the devil in a black cloak. Yo, what is up? Welcome to the Street Gospel Podcast. I'm your host, Dave One. And this is episode number. Yo, Cam, what episode is this? 23. I mean, this is episode number 23. So uh that's a per that's a good number to be on this episode today. I'll tell you why that's a good number today. But uh we had uh episode 22 with uh Pastor Jay Haslip. If you caught that episode, it was a great episode. Uh, make sure you send it to all your friends, uh, relatives, enemies, uh, pastors, church friends, workers, co-workers, whoever you want to send it to, send it, let them check it out. Uh, definitely was a good episode, like all the episodes, but it's not about me, it's about the guests. The guests are the ones that make every single episode, and uh, props to the guests that come through because uh, they're the ones that make the podcast. But uh, without further ado... I want to announce this guy and you know me i gotta always play a little music when i announce my guest so uh this guy i think we met uh online been a few years since we met but uh he's definitely a believer son of god he's a husband he's a father i mean i'm going in the order here he's a chicago native right he is a artist. He's a tattoo artist. I mean, he's known for his lettering, but he does it all. I mean, let's 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 face facts. He can do just about everything, right? He has his own brand out, Fear God. I mean, there's a lot of stuff this guy's doing. He's traveling around the country. Uh, he's just uh, you know doing his thing. But without further ado, I want to welcome to the Street Gospel Podcast. Sir Twice What is up my brother What up what up I mean I always give a good intro bro Yeah. So everybody out there I mean We didn't We didn't set it up this way Twice came out here I I seen him landing in LA And uh, of course Everybody stopped when they land here is where, where do you go to Twice First place you go to First place I gotta go to In-N-Out bro In-N-Out so he posted the picture I at in and out I go I, He's here And we had talked about Getting him on the cast uh, He was out Out in LA SoCal area And And then like I think I seen him on the I seen you on the gram And then you're like In the snow in Chicago I mean what a big contrast Right Yeah bro It's crazy So I was like Okay I'm not gonna get that guy This trip And then all of a sudden I see you landing Eating in out And I was like Yeah man uh, We gotta get this guy Out here So he made it happen And uh, It just so happened that this is episode 23. I mean, the most iconic number in all of Chicago, right? Yes, sir. <laughs> MJ. MJ, man. The GOAT. The GOAT. I mean, I, I'm a little biased, but, uh, you know, I I, I got to give it to MJ. I mean, MJ, Kobe, Kareem. That, that, that's, my, uh, that's my top three right there, man. But anyways, how you doing, man? I'm doing great, brother. Blessed. Yeah? 
Yes, sir. I mean, what do you, what have you been up to, bro? I mean, what what what? I see you traveling around with your family, tattooing. I, I, what's going on with that, man? Man, pretty much. Um, I just we were living in this apartment, me and my family, brother, for seven years, man. And um, we're just like, it's time to go. And and it's just it's time where our family is growing, and and it's time to get out of this place. And we kept talking about it, but we would never do it. So, you know, me being in the word of God, you know, the Bible says that God wants to meet all our needs according to his glory and riches. And um, we're standing on the word that God wants to provide for us. So we're believing God for a debt free house. Wow. So in the meantime, God put in my spirit since I've already been traveling to do it with my family now and give them an opportunity to see different parts of the world, right. different cultures. And man, it's, it's been amazing. It, it's, it's so crazy, right? I mean, I mentioned this before. There, there, There is uh, my mom and dad, my uncles never traveled outside of their neighborhood. I'm sure when you were younger, you never left your neighborhood, right? I mean, yeah. even for a few blocks. Yeah. And now you're traveling with your kids. I mean, I seen you guys at was it the Grand Canyon? I seen you guys in was it, well, you guys were in Texas, uh, uh, Monterey, uh, Big Sur. You're you're at the beach. I mean, these yeah, are yeah. places that they probably wouldn't see, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. How so, was that? Um, man, it's just it's just amazing. Just um, my kids just get so excited to see the different cities and uh, the different cultures because it's different everywhere, bro. Right. You know, right? Um, but I think the 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 best part of all this is how we're growing together as a family. Yeah, God is just showing us so much about each other. We're so tight, you know, on this travel that we're really becoming one. Yeah, and I believe that's what God is doing with us right now in this season for us to become one. Because um, the way I was living before, bro. I was so separated from my family, like me traveling by myself. I was never really there present in in times, you know, that I should have been for my kids. Right. Uh, just on the grind. And um, this just to have this opportunity is such a blessing, bro, because um, I was literally on the verge to lose my family. Wow. And 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 I was so blinded that I was willing to give up my family. Um, because I just didn't understand how 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 valuable how 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 big of a blessing it is to have a family, right? And um, man, I'm just like, I'm just so grateful to God that He restored He restored our relationship with me and my wife, me and my kids. Now my kids are talking about they want to be tattoo artists. <laughs> and before they did it, they did it. They didn't talk about that. Now, yeah. now they're showing interest. Like, yeah. oh, I want to be a tattoo artist like my dad. They're meeting all my friends. Right. They're going to different shops, and they're just so inspired. Right. right. Do know, any of them have any sort of talent, like for for drawing um, or lettering? They're, they're practicing right yeah. now. They're practicing their lettering. But the one that loves to draw the most is my daughter. Oh yeah, I just feel nice. though like with girls, they they mature a little bit oh, sure. faster because yeah. my oh, my yeah. boys are like you know they want to no play doubt. video games and do all this other stuff. Yeah, but uh, my daughter definitely she loves art. That's crazy, man. Yeah, what what a great experience and what a great you know uh, bonding. You know, we're uh, I have two kids and my wife and we're we're close, man. We do everything together, and now they're this dude's like 
pushing 21 my daughter my daughter's pushing 25 and wow. you know now it's like they're doing their own thing and but but we still love hanging out together and we we still you know he's involved with the with the podcast my daughter's involved we still do things together and it, it i don't know when that bond finally breaks when one of them leaves the house it's gonna be rough bro yeah you know what i mean but that bond it, i mean i see the kids man they look like they're having a blast bro on this trip yeah. i mean what kids especially from our cultures right get to travel with mom and dad you know for months across the you know across the the nation yeah it's rare during a pandemic during the pandemic that's, i mean you guys are posting up. i see some of the airbnbs you guys stopped at they're not bad bro they're yeah, nice spot, yeah, spots man yeah, yes sir i mean so how different is your kids upbringing from yours bro oh man it's so different bro so so different um I growing up, I used to be. I had a lot of fear for my mom. Um, I was just really scared of her. She she was uh she had a rough upbringing. My mom, so I believe she had a lot of anger, and um, I think she just kind of took it out, you know, on on me to be honest. Um, and were you the oldest? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I, I was the oldest, and um, I grew up seeing like my mom and my father fight and domestic violence and then i would get abused like especially understanding now like having my kids like and i can't treat my kids that way like you know um there's one thing to discipline them and spank them because the bible talks about that sure don't spare the rod you know right. if you love your children and um so i understand that part but taking it beyond right the there's sp- a, i always say there's always discipline and it's 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 teaching your child so they don't do something bad again, but it's with love. Exactly. And then there's punishment. Exactly. So punishment is just like you're gonna get the hammer and that's it. There's nothing behind it. Yeah. Right? There's two different things there, man. The discipline is is out of love and so you don't do it again. The punishment is, you know, it's it's just the hammer, bringing the hammer down. No no reason why, no teaching, no I love you and don't do this again, but it's just like boom. Yeah. Is that what you were getting? Yeah, pretty pretty much, bro. Um, it's like this is the thing too. Is like we have to understand, you know, children. We're you know they're gonna make mistakes, right? So you know we're you know as children we're learning. We don't we don't know what we're doing. You know what I mean? Um, but I you know I I think sometimes a lot of people they resent God because of the way they were brought up, and and I don't I I thank God because it made me tougher. It gave me tough skin and and it just um it gave me a perspective of how to um to to respect it humbled me it humbled me and uh i'm I'm grateful for it bro like at the end of the day I'm grateful for my whole upbringing yeah i I think the the uh it's a great way to look at it right you know the way you come up is kind of what makes you who you are today. And it, that's good and bad, right? The good and bad of the way you were brought up makes you who the person you are today. Yeah. I kind of, I kind of, I asked my friend Max this, you know, I said, you know, do you think you would have been the artist you are today if you would have had a different upbringing? Because his upbringing wasn't the greatest. Mm. And, and he said he would, he would kind of uh, 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 resort to his room and drawing mm. and to get away from the problems, right? And uh, I said, you know, do you think you would have been a great as artist as you are if it wasn't for that bad upbringing? He goes, man, that's a great question. I, I, 
I don't know. He goes, possible. I mean, do you feel that? Do you think that the way you're brought up transformed you into the artist you are today? Definitely, definitely. Um, the scriptures in in Genesis uh, where it talks about when when Joseph got sold uh, by his brothers to slavery. Um, when he confronted his brothers, uh, he said, "Even though you intended to harm me, God intended it for, for good. good." Yeah. So, uh, my father was the one that planted the the seed of art. You know, he grew up in the neighborhood doing gang letters and just doing uh, like symbols of the gang, just clean, bro. Like just nice. super nice. So I grew up seeing that, and then one day he drew my face with a pen. And that right there, I was like, "What? I want to draw like him." <laughs> and and since then, I is is being obedient because that's what it takes. Is is like being obedient. I didn't know I was being obedient right there to God because God puts it in our spirit, right? What we should be doing and what what are, you know? There's yeah. something in us that wants to do. You know, is music or art or right. whatever it is. Being creative, yeah. So it's like me being obedient of practicing because I could have been doing other stuff yeah. but practicing just practicing just got me where i'm at today bro that's crazy yeah that's crazy and so you so in the household that you grew up in you you know you you weren't getting treated right mm-hmm. you know you're getting treated wrong you're resorting to to art that mm-hmm. it, was that your outlet yeah definitely definitely art was uh just everything like no one could take it from me and and it's just something that I will lose, like, I will lose train of the time. And, um, yeah, that's definitely how I was able to pass my time. Were you good right away? Um, I mean, did you know, like, I'm, I'm better than, than the, the other kids my yes, age that are drawing? I did. Yeah? Yeah, I did. That's I just knew I just had an eye for it. I used to love drawing portraits and, and lettering, you know, from the jump. And I just knew, like, yeah, if I practice, I know I could get good. <laughs> yeah. And, and you grew up in the neighborhood, right? Yeah. I mean, what part of Chicago you grew up in? I'm from Southside Chicago. Okay, um, so um, we, we hear about Southside Chicago just being yeah. the worst, right? Yeah. I mean, it's it's, it's pretty it, crazy. It's, 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 yeah, it's crazy, man. Especially, like, the neighborhood where my family is from, uh, which is Pilsen. It's a small neighborhood, and it's, like, super... Latino dominant and gang infested, bro. Chicago is definitely known as a gang bang city. Like right. gang banging is a religion. In, yeah, in yeah. Speaking of the speaking of religion, now you were involved with uh, the Latin Kings. Yes, sir. And the Latin Kings are. Uh, uh, I thought initially it was an East Coast gang, but I, I found out recently that it was started in Chicago. The, yeah. the Kings as as a uh, more of a group of individuals that were uh, supposed to be looking out for their neighborhood. It started yeah. as a good thing first. Yes, sir. Is that right? Yes, sir. That's actually what it was. Uh, the Puerto Ricans Im- immigrated uh, Chicago, and um, the whoever you know, the white people. I don't, you know, Irish or I'm not sure which race it was, but they didn't want. Uh, Puerto Ricans there So the Puerto Ricans Formed the Latin Kings To protect them In the neighborhood But you know That just it Becomes it, corrupt Yeah How did you get involved with, with, with the Kings? Man for me um, 
I bounced around different neighborhoods actually when I was young. I never stayed in one neighborhood. Actually, the 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 gang that my family is, uh, I didn't grow. I didn't claim that because I was not part. You know, I didn't stay in the you same. You live in that neighborhood. Yeah, um, which is I'm I'm very fortunate of, bro. Because like looking back at you know, I've noticed that the the people who grow up in the same neighborhood and just is just infused in it it's hard to come out of they never leave they never leave well they leave but it's the wrong way to leave exactly so um at the time when i started you know you know getting more older um in my neighborhood i started getting problems with other people other gangs and and my homies at the time were kings so for me man my mom i you know me like I was scared of my mom. My mom said, if you don't protect yourself, then you're going to get it worse back back here. Right. So I'm like, man, I got to do what I so got to do. mom's gangster. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she's she's definitely young. She knows what it is to live that life. Right. And, um, man, bro, I just started, I started, I started banging back on, on fools. Like, I didn't want to. You know, it's not something that I, I wanted just like, oh, you know, I want to do this. I just did it because, like, People were coming at me, and it's like, all right, well, this is what it is. Like, if you want to fight, let's fight. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's the attitude that I started started to have, bro, because, like, it was so much. Like, it was everywhere, and I'm just like, I'm not going to back down to this anymore, which right. I did at one point, but then I was like, nah, man, I can't. And, um, man, bro, just, like, me going through that is what's making me bold today for Christ. Right. Me learning how to defend myself and and just like, you know, being put in that in that environment taught me how to be strong. It's 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 a trip because it's almost sometimes you know I I, I talked to to other artist friends of mine and how they were before they really took their art seriously or if they were still gang begging, you know, they were sold out for their neighborhood or sold out for. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, getting drugs or whatever, right? They'll do anything to get that stuff. They'll yeah. do anything for their neighborhood and how they they get that same mindset and they put it toward something positive. Mm-hmm. You know, is that kind of what happened to you? You know, you, you get that same mindset of I'm all, I'm all about this and now, you know, I'm a tattoo. I'm all about this. I'm all about, you know, God. This I'm going to put my full effort into this. I mean, it. It kind of just parallels over to something else, but the mindset is still I'm sold out to this. Yeah. Um, one thing that changed was like I was just so done with the drama, bro. Like there was never no end to it. And um one day, bro, my car got lit up, like shot up, burnt, they burned it and everything, bro. And um I was like, That's it. I'm I'm done with living like this, you know, and, and I already got married and um I was just like, I don't want this no more, you know? And um, when I got tattooed, that's when I was like, man, I love this. I want to be able to do this. Me paying someone for art was like, gave me the perspective. I could do this too. Right, right. You know? So that's how I started, um, you know, getting away from just, you know, that type of life. Was 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 your life just full of, violence was that everyday kind of thing that just was it was just normal to you yeah definitely normal bro like you know especially just seeing it from the inside of my house that was uh traumatizing 
to see it inside my own home with my mom and my father who were supposed to love each other that really that really affected me and um man it's just like I'm just I'm just grateful that I was able to get through that because I just remember like living in that and just like man when would this end like I I would talk to other kids just because like do you go through this you know what I mean right. and it's just and it seemed normal in my neighborhood everybody was you know had that happening in their house and it was just like man but you know when I started going to God and just really getting understanding because I never understood why is all this stuff happening but when I started reading the Bible and it tells us why we are in those situations it just gave me the understanding of okay I I get what was happening here you know God says he abandoned his people because they kept worshiping idols and that's what's happening in the neighborhoods true and 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 the Bible talks about the curses for you know not seeking them and and that's what's happening there, there is generational curses yeah and it takes you know one family member to say hey this is this is gonna end you know what i mean it, it's very hard to see past that when you're in it though right yeah i mean you, all you see is your neighborhood all you see is the violence all you see is the gang banging shooting up the, you know your house whatever it may be but it takes one person to say okay i'm gonna make this sense. i always tell everybody like my dad and my mom said that's enough you know what I mean? Our, our whole family on both sides were, were from the neighborhood, gang banging, drugs, all that. And then they kind of just said, okay, that's enough. Mm-hmm. So short time lived where I saw him in that lifestyle. He never seen me in, in that. Camel never seen me in that lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it's hard to teach guys that come from the neighborhood that it's going to take one person to, to, to make this change. You're going to have to put your family on your back. Yeah. Right? Yeah, definitely, bro. Uh, but this, this one thing that I trip out on, bro, and I believe God showed this to me. Um, God put in my mom's heart as well to take us out of the neighborhood, and we moved to a suburb. And in that suburb, though, same thing was still happening, bro. With with the Hispanics, we see a Hispanic and right 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 away banging on each other. Right, someone who looks just like me, bro. And and that that tripped me out, bro. It's like you know, my mom, you know, is is taking us out of here, and because that's that's that was our life. We kept moving everywhere, different spots, and um, it's like it it would it would never stop though. It's still everywhere, bro. It doesn't matter where you're at. I notice every city finds you. Yeah, it's like it doesn't. You know what I mean? And and but I get it now with what the Bible says that we have a great enemy that prowls like a roaring lion looking to devour us because it just really took that one mistake for me to get life or for me to get murder, you know, or, you know, versus something to seriously just happen because then it's like, you can't really uh, glorify God. You know what I mean? I believe that's what the enemy is trying to do is, you know, take us out before we come to the understanding of who we really are. We're not this body. I'm not a Mexican man. I'm a spirit, you know, that was made by God. And and I have that understanding now. How did you find that understanding? How did you break away from the neighborhood, the violence, and 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 come to know Christ? I mean, it 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 had to be a miracle. Yeah, it definitely was. Um, 
the way I came is, you know, God always plants seeds in our life. From the very beginning, I knew that God was real and that our creator, his name was Jehovah. I knew that, but I didn't know Jesus. I did not know Jesus. I, my, my mom, she's Jehovah's Witness, and my dad was Catholic, so I grew up with seeing two different religions. Very contrasting. Yeah, yeah. very contrasting, and, and it kind of like confused me because why is this one right and not this one's right? Like right. Jehovah's, Jehovah's Witness believe that they're the only ones that are going to get saved. So did you celebrate your birthday with your dad and not your mom? I'm just messing with you. No, uh, <laughs> my mom, she actually was expelled from the religion because she rebelled against it. So we were celebrating Christmas. We're <laughs> celebrating all the holidays. Everything. But uh, the moral structure was definitely built off of like Jehovah's Witness, uh, the way they do things. Okay. Um, But uh, yeah, man. Uh, so like I, I just I knew God was real. And, and just like throughout my life, I just kind of uh, got distant from God. And um. When I got into tattooing, man, I was like, man, I'm going to be the very best at tattoo at tattooing. Like, I, I literally ate, breathed, sleep tattooing, man. That was everything. I practiced, and I just did everything I could. I started traveling for for six years nonstop. Were you a believer, or just you were just doing your thing? I was just doing my thing. So, in the, in the tattoo game, when you're traveling, it's a, it's a little bit of a party life, right? Oh, yeah, Definitely. Definitely. It's a little dangerous. Yes. And that's what I was getting lost in. And and um and I just they, there was coming to a point where my family was just breaking apart and, and and my wife was just already had it with me being unfaithful. I was being unfaithful and um Cause you 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 get I know tattoo artists and it, it, it becomes like a celebrity type of type of thing, right? Yeah. Where, where you're going to shows and you start getting known, especially with the gram and stuff, right? Social media, it, it'll, it'll burst your head. Definitely. And, and you attract the wrong crowd, females, drugs, whatever it may be, yeah. you know, and it, it, it must've been tough. Definitely. And you, you, you're making money, you yeah. know, strip clubs and, and, and all the music that is just, you know, playing around us all the time. Um, I was just like, I just, they, were, they, they came to a point where I was like, Man, you know, nothing is enough. I'm I don't nothing is enough. No women is enough, no money is enough, not no fame is enough. And I just literally, man, got on my knees and I just asked God to give me understanding why I'm living this way. So you got to a point where you literally said, This is this is not good. Yeah. I don't need to live live like this. There was there was like how, man? I mean that's just that's just crazy. Um, like, did you come to like a breaking point, or you were just like realized like, yeah, I don't want to live this life. Um, I think one of the main things that led me to that was uh, me accepting Jesus as Lord. Uh, I had a homie, his name is Blacaso, tattoo artist. He came by my shop, and um, we were just talking about religion, and he kept talking about Jesus and Jesus this and Jesus that. And I'm like, man, I went home that day and I, and I really thought about Jesus. And I was like, it just hit me, bro, that wow. Jesus died for our sins and he rose from the dead. And he sits at the right hand of God in the flesh. He lives. He lives. And I, and I just felt that connection with Jesus. But when I accepted Jesus, I didn't really change anything in my life. I was still, you know, living the way I was. And um, when, when I committed adultery against my wife... 
it hit me. I had the greatest conviction. Mm. And that's when I got on my knees and I said, God, give me the understanding why I keep living this way. I know this ain't right. There's nothing that I could hide from you. I could hide this from her, but I can't hide this from you. And I feel this conviction. And that day, brother, I was just, I was born again. I just felt renewed. I understood. I just had a renewal of my mind. I came to my wife. I'm like, I'm really dedicated to God. Did, did like, she believe you? She believed me. Wow. Okay. She really believed I thought she me. might be like, uh, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> no, she she just knew. She just knew it. And that's the thing that women know when we ain't living right, uh, bro. Yeah, the, the women know a lot of things, bro. You yeah. know what I mean? They, they, God put a little extra sense in the, yeah. in the women to know when we, when we ain't good. Yeah. Exactly So it's like They have these The sense Like yeah. something not right And I used to tell my wife Like oh I'm gonna change And I would for a month or two And then I back at it Cause it wasn't sustainable It was I didn't have right. I, Nobody was holding me Accountable to that But now it's like With understanding How real God is And And Just like starting Like reading the scriptures How it says To run for, from sexual immorality I never heard anyone say what Jesus said. And that was like, if you look at a woman with lust, you already committed adultery in your heart. So if your good eye is causing you to stumble, cut it off and throw it away. For it's better to go to heaven with one eye than to burn your whole body eternally. I never heard that. As men, <laughs> I, you know, I thought that, you know, checking out women was a normal thing, bro. And right. and, and it's not. It's yeah. not. Yeah. Because, um, you know. You, you you just let it doing that it just grows into something and that's what i that's what i got from the scripture is like to cut it at the thought because once you just playing with the thought you're sitting with the thought and you're lusting over some it grows and you start doing things that you know you right. shouldn't be doing right I, I think it's a trip i always trip out on tattoo artists because some of the especially in in, in black and gray right some of the the most tattooed thing would be what praying hands yeah it's jesus or it's 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 a saint yeah. right so it's always connected to god i mean i would say like almost every other tattoo for a lot of tattoo artists is 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 a some sort of connection to god the bible a scripture jesus yeah you know what i mean and if, for it to finally like hit you i mean i'm sure you did a ton of scripture tattoos jesus tattoos and then finally boom you know what I mean? I always trip out on that with, with tattoo guys because it's like you're doing a, a piece of art that's meaning, you know, so many things to to this person. It's, 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 it's Jesus on the arm or, you know, and you're, that connection, like every day you're tattooing Jesus's face or you're tattooing a scripture. Yeah. It's 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 in your mind. And finally, it seemed like it, it, it hit for you. Yeah, definitely, bro. And I'm all, I'm all the way in. Like, like I really like when I when I found God, I didn't know like what church to go to. If if I if I belong to a religion now, what it was, I just knew that I had a personal relationship with God, and I went to the Word. I went to the source itself because I realized that's what we go to church for is to receive the Word of God. So I'm like, I'm going to the Word for myself. And, you know, before this whole quarantine thing, bro, I went into a quarantine myself and I was just like studying the word and just fasting and getting closer to God. And um, how I, how difficult was it for you to to break away? Was it was did you have that encounter and you just said, I'm done? Did yeah. it did it take over time of of you saying, OK, I'm, I'm, I'm saved. I love God. He did. He, he changed me. 
but it's taking a little bit more longer time. No, nah, when when I I came to that instant, yeah, I was like, I'm done with messing with girls. I'm done with living, you know, this way. Like I, I'm not, you know, I learned that I was a slave to sin, and then I broke that chain of being a slave to that. And now I'm a slave of Jesus. I was even willing to give up tattooing. I wanted to live right in God's eyes. I'm like, God, I'll give you anything. That I'm doing that is not right. I'll give up tattooing if you don't think it's right in your eyes. Which is your income? Yeah, which is my income. And I said, God, if you need, if you want me to do something else, lead me to whatever it is that you want me to do. And um, through prayer and scripture, God revealed to me, remain as I am when I first called you. But now you're not a slave to that. You're a slave of Jesus Christ. It it it's very difficult in the tattoo industry, art industry in general. To be a believer, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, it's 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 very it's it's very uh, dangerous. I would say it's very it, you you really have to be strong in your faith to to really withstand a lot of that stuff. Is it was there certain things as a tattoo guy that you had to kind of okay? I can't do that. That's that's oh that's stepping over bounds there. I mean, obviously, f- females, mm-hmm. whoever comes in, and, can you tattoo me here? Can you tattoo me there? Yeah. There's certain things, right? You got to limit yourself. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And even the type of tattoos that I do, anything that goes against God, before I, I do anything, but now, you know, I'm like, now that I have understanding, it's like, you know, I can't just tattoo anything, you know, and, and that's definitely something that um I had to learn how to do. Um, Yeah, man, just, you know, uh, but, but God always, you know, he's so good that he, he, he knows what we could uh there's a scripture that says like he he knows how much we could stand and he's not gonna let us drown so you know even that that's what i had to come to conclusion bro that at the end of the day we can't avoid everything that's in the world we can't avoid certain music and and women there's gonna be women everywhere so it's like you know me being holding my life accountable to god is what helps me get through it you know you know keeping our eyes on jesus just like when peter walked on the water you know, he was when he was focused on Jesus, he was able to step on the water. As soon as he heard the thunder, he drowned. He fell in the water. So that's how I feel. Like if you if we're not focused on Jesus, it's easy to get distracted by what the world is offering us and what was what it's throwing at us. Now, did you have some naysayers? I mean, did you have some people that just said, you know, you, you, you know, all the the big guys in the in, in the game, you know, a lot of people. Did you have some people like uh, he's he's just tripping for a little bit? You yeah. Know, it, oh, yeah. It, it, you you on one for a minute, bro, but you'll come back. Yeah, definitely, bro. Definitely, man. I had so many people going, like, especially when, when I was posting stuff on Instagram. Man, people were getting so upset. Because it, it's been a minute, right? How long have you have you been changed? Your um, life changed. Got to change your life. About two years. About two years. Because I remember I've been following you for a while, for a minute now. And then I saw, I, I did see you start posting scriptures. And I was like. Wait, what? When did this happen? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Did I see you preaching and stuff? And I did see some comments where, ah, yeah, right, bro. All right. You know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's very difficult to relinquish any fame or any clout you got on the gram or social media through your tattooing to say, I'm a believer now. Yeah. I love Jesus. This is the way I'm going to live. Yep. Right? Yes. It's difficult. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 uh, Wait, what was your question? No, like, is it difficult, you know, just to cut that those people loose or, or just to say, hey, I, I'm sold out. 
that's it. And, and you get the naysayers that run into you at a show or a tattoo shop and say, hey, man, what's up? Let's hit this or let's do this. Um, Yeah, it's it's um, it's it's how can I say at the end of the day, uh, guys going to put the people that need to be around me. And, and I like if I'm willing to give up tattooing, you know, and, and you know, what I love, I, something that I love that I'm willing to give up, you know, whoever is not, you know, meant for me, you know, and, and you know, I had to be OK with that because, you know, our paths are not going to be the same and I can't be influenced. I can't be around the same people doing the same thing. And, that, and I think that's that's the problem with a lot of people. They can't get away from old friends or family members who are living that life. But it's like you're going to eventually get influenced when you're just constantly around that. You know what I mean? Right. You're definitely going to be what your friends are like. So, um, man, I just I just I just know, man, that um, just following God is important to me. Yeah. Did you did. Now, without mentioning names, do you have tattoo guys now that hit you up and ask about Jesus or ask about hey, how'd you how'd you change your life, man? Mm-hmm. Obviously, you were going to shows with them, partying, doing your thing, and now it's like, nah, man, I'm good and and I'm happy and I got my family. Do you get guys that reach out to you now and go, hey, twice, man, but you know, what's up, man? What do you, what do you got? I need some of that. Yeah, definitely, bro. And I, I get it's crazy, man. Like. You know, I get some homies that ask me, like, I don't even know how to pray, bro. You know, I don't even know how to, you know, get a hold of God. I don't know how, like, is there a right way to pray? And it's like, nah, bro, just talk to him, you know, seek him with your heart, bro. And, and right. he will answer you. You know, that's how I that's how I did it, you know, and that's I as I just I just uh, that's that's I just share my experiences and, and hope that it helps them that's crazy and i'll ask you this twice do you get the people i mean you're on the gram you you you're sharing scriptures sharing your testimony uh ministering to people on uh, over the gram but do you get the naysayers that say well tattoos ain't of god yeah all the time right they always point out leviticus right leviticus and well I'm sure you can break down Leviticus. I'm, I'm, I'm sure you could, you, you could tell us. Is it wrong? I don't, I don't think it's wrong because, um, obviously I, I got my answers, right? I, I'm not, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, and I've been saved my whole life. So when I, when I got my tattoos, listen, my uncles, everybody, they're from the neighborhood. They had their old school, you know, chola with, you know, chichis hanging out and all that stuff. I said, man, he put a blouse on that. My, my <laughs> uncle's ushering, you know what I mean? At church, he put a blouse on that hanging out now. <laughs> you know, okay, yeah, Uncle Chapo, you know what I mean? Uncle Chapo has a, he's, he's a man of God, but I was like, bro, you need to put a blouse on that lady, you know? <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, so they were like, you know, oh, sup, man, you, you, you're, you're, you're getting tattoos now, you're, you know? And I was like, what? listen, I got tattoos. Because I can afford a nice tattoo. And I always like tattoos. Yeah. So I got a couple bad ones on me? Of course. Like everybody else, right? Yeah. I'm not proud of them. But uh, I, I got some nice tattoos. And, you know, then I had naysayers that said, you know, well, that's not of God. And they, and they go to Leviticus, mm-hmm. right? Right away, right? Don't mark up your body. Yeah. And, and, and great. But once again, the Bible is all about context. Yeah. What is the context of 
the scriptures, right? We could we could take anything, we could take anything out of any of those books over there and and, and take it out of context. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is I always say, yeah, Leviticus does say that. You know, it also says, I I think in Revelation that that Jesus have uh, the God has a writing on the inner part of his thigh, mm-hmm. and I go, what does that mean? I could take that out of context and say that that sounds like a like a tattoo to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, what is that? But I tell me, it's talking about the dead. Right mm-hmm. and, and tattooing. So how how do you deal with that, man? When people bring it up, um, because we got a lot of gotcha people, especially on the ground, yeah, right? Yeah. The, another thing too is that right after that scripture where it says about tattoos, it says to not shave your sideburns. So to me, it's like okay. So does that mean barbers are condemned too? Yeah, gotta like, get that lineup. You know what I mean, bro? <laughs> so it's just like, and then it says also you cannot wear a certain type of clothing, right? Two two clothes that are mixed or whatever, right? Um, so yeah, I just, I just think like when, when, like you said, you have to really, uh, first of all, you gotta ask God about it. That's how I, that's how I do everything. I ask God. Right. And the thing is, is like, that's what happened with, with Jesus. It was the religious leaders pointing out all the religious stuff to him. And Jesus said, you know, there's this, it's a new way. That's what Jesus came to show us. This is a new way. And, right. and it's about purifying your inside. It's like, okay, I could I could stop tattooing, I could stop getting tattoos, but do I have love in my heart? You know, there's 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 doctors out there and and cops out there, you know, which is a good job, but if they don't have love in their heart, what what makes them better than me because I'm a tattoo artist? Right. You know what I mean? Like if they could be scheming people, they could be, you know what I mean? So it's like it's it's about our fruit is what are we putting out right that's that's what i think is what's really important what do you do you see me tattooing naked girls and you know you know uh just worldly stuff and just like what are you seeing coming out of me that's how you judge is it it glorifying god is it fruitful exactly right is it fruitful i always you know when i you know i had my tattoos and uh i would get young guys at church and they would say you know what's up with tattoos man like you think I should get one? I said, look, man, why don't you pray about it? First of all, see what God says. And what type of tattoo are you going to get? Is it what, what is it glorifying? What does it mean? Make sure it has some sort of meaning, you know, and then make sure you get a good one because it's going to be on you for the rest of your life. And what career choices are you going to make? OK, I, I mean, I would love to get a, a, a tattoo on my on my on my on my hand. Right. I, I some dope spider or something bro right some writing or something right i, w- I would love it mm-hmm. uh, on my neck maybe no maybe not the neck bro <laughs> but i would love to get it but i realize that my career and what i've chosen is is, is probably not going to always be acceptable mm-hmm. you know what i mean uh tattoos are a little bit more acceptable now more than ever probably but i always tell young guys like man pray about it first what is it going to represent for you and then make sure your career choice is down the road 10 years from now. Not right now when you're working at Chick-fil-A or something like that. But, oh, you can't have tattoos at Chick-fil-A anyways, Cam. But <laughs> if you're working somewhere and then, you know, what, what are you going to do then? You know, yeah. It makes sense. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, so where do you draw the line, bro? With? With with any tattoo. With what any? are some of the things you draw the line with? Um. Somebody comes to you and says, I want to do this. I mean, what are some of the things you're just like, nah, I'm good. Anything that's just like some satan, satanic, you know, worshiping type of stuff. Like I don't know if you know this, bro. I see so many like Baphomets and like 
666 and all this like there's just so many uh devilish tattoos like demons like i think i've I've seen before bro somebody had to cast a demon out because of a tattoo a tattoo that they had actually summoned a tattoo actually was like the demon that was living in that body bro it's because you're inviting it right yeah you're you're inviting that on your body You're, you're inviting that in that's scary there's a lot there's a lot of people I, I think a lot of times they don't know what what their tattoos even mean right and how, how the influence of those things are like um I, somebody told me that they got uh satan on the under behind your head right whispering and that ever since they got the, that tattoo that now the voice is yeah heavier bro that he had a, he had to end up covering it up because of how like just it carried something with it, man. He was just like, man, I couldn't sleep anymore. Like, this is real, bro. It's like hey, you you inviting that, right? You're opening up the door to things you shouldn't open up the door to, yeah. right? I mean, I always tell everybody like, the devil won't just jump on you, right? I mean, I mean, you got to open the door a little bit, and if you open that door and you start playing games with with the with the devil, then that's something that's serious yeah right so you draw the line at demonic stuff what about female stuff dude i mean do you say is there a time when you're just like this this is not a good thing for my walk and it's not a good thing for my marriage and i ask you this because obviously you might have somebody that comes in and say hey i want you to tattoo you know my right my right breast or or you know or or whatever my lower back and it's just like hold up you know do you get those things I do, um, but I, I just feel like I'm I'm responsible now, and and it's an opportunity for me to spread the gospel to to that person, whoever it is. And wifey's good. Wifey's good. She trusts me, bro, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. She knows that I'm gonna talk about God. Like it's just that's it just comes out of me. That's that's my duty now. And the tattoos, I believe, is just a bonus. I believe that God is bringing people to me. To minister to them and to testify to to people, and um, just like you know, so and, and people know that that I put it out there, bro. That you know, I'm a man of God, so I I definitely notice different type of tattoos that are coming in. Right, you know what I mean. Like no one. And now that you're little, I mean, you're known. Yeah, you can pick and choose and 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 make some wise decisions on that, right? Yes. I mean, when you're a young tattoo guy, you're probably gonna take whatever you can get. Exactly. When you're a little bit seasoned and a little bit in demand, I mean, I, I can deny that tattoo. I got another one lined up. Exactly. Exactly. So to get a tattoo it twice, what, what are we talking? Just pretty much just email sir twice. And actually, my wife handles all my appointments. So. Oh, so there might be some females that go in there and say, I want this. And she just, oh. <laughs> Yeah, so she'll just she just cuts it off at the pass before you even yeah. touch it, right? Facts. These females are probably thinking I'm talking yeah. it twice. Well, it, it's crazy, bro, because like for instance, uh, I had this uh, somebody wrote me, uh, book an appointment, and uh, the day of appointment, I sent the address right, and I tattooed out of hotel suites or you know, uh, Airbnbs or whatnot, and um, she, you know, my wife confirmed the appointment. Just this is the address, you know, and she was like, "It's a hotel." Like I'm not going to a hotel, and and my wife's like, 
Well, Twice does all his tattoos in private sessions. Like, you have nothing to worry about. He's a man of God. He's going to take care of you. Like, he's, you know. And she's just like, I don't feel comfortable doing it. And my wife got so upset because she was <laughs> like, what? Like, you're speaking to his wife. Like, yeah. what do you think? He's going he's gonna to rape you? Or, yeah. like, she got so upset because it's like, your intentions are already, they're not, they're not right. You right. know what I mean? So it's like, I'm but not. The, but there is a stigma in the tattoo industry, yeah. right? I mean, there is a little bit of a stigma that says, you know, hey, it, maybe it's not the safest thing to go and hang out with this tattoo guy. I mean, there's a lot of tattoo guys that put it out there of what, what they're really about, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, the opposite way, mm-hmm. which could, maybe could be potentially dangerous. Yeah. But, I mean, if she was that nervous, she should she could bring somebody with her, exactly. right? Exactly. And that's uh, what my wife said. You yeah. can bring somebody with you, like, whatever yeah. will make you comfortable. But, right. You know, I, I get it, bro. But, you know, when, when you know, I, I don't have those intentions in me no more. So, I just really want to do right by God and, and do His will. Right. Right. Spread the gospel, brother, because... We living in a in the last days, like for real, I and mean, we see it everywhere. You know, with this whole mass thing, that is like, what's your take on that, man? Man, I don't like it. Right. I don't like the mass thing, bro. And I try to go everywhere without one. Yeah. And I always get into stuff because of it. <laughs> but um, I don't know, man. I just like I think you know where it hurt the most was uh, when I went to to church and everybody was wearing their mask in church. I was like, this is the house of God. What are we doing? Wearing the, the to me just felt like fear, you know, because like that's where we're supposed to go to receive healing. Where this is where we go to feel safe. Right. And you know, the church to be wearing masks, it just like, man, it just made me realize how serious it, it was it was rough for, for, for a little bit of a minute. It was it was different. It was yeah. weird. I I was kinda like I get what you're where you're coming from because I was a little bit like Looking at the bigger picture, right? You know, this is kind of like you know, taking our rights away, and I, I was on that right, right away. Like this is this is kind of infringing, and people kind of laughed at me. You know, this is like in April of last year. You know, and I'm like, yeah, this is kind of infringing upon our rights. And you know, we're we're shutting down the church. Oh, don't worry about it, man. It, it'll be over by May. You know, you're you're over exaggerating. And I was like, no, I, I'm. I don't think I'm over exaggerating. I think we're allowing things to happen under the cover of this is some great pandemic and you know and i and i get it people got sick people passed away but there was a lot of things that were behind the scenes working and and, and politics wise uh you know it it just didn't seem right to me man. it just didn't seem like you know like in the past we quarantine you know the 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 weak and and, you know the sick and the vulnerable and now we're like saying every every healthy person has to quarantine. I thought it was I thought it was a little dangerous, and I thought it was a little dangerous for the church, you know, especially here in LA, bro. We we protesting was cool. You can yell, you can have signs, but don't go to church because you can catch the vid at exactly. at church. Exactly. And then and then I'm seeing too like, uh, like strip clubs, bro. Like no masks. Every like, <laughs> what is happening, man? It doesn't travel at the strip clubs, bro. Is <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just so weird bro Like also too Like on the plane Like they're so strict They're reminding you Every five seconds Wear a mask All the way up to your nose But as soon as you get Your peanuts You can take it off It goes away Right <laughs> it, it, Like what It don't make no sense Like it, 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 Like they tell us About <laughs> science right 
like it, it, it's all about science and, and you kind of like, okay, it's about science, but the science of I'm going to go eat at this restaurant and I can take off the mask once I sit down. Yeah. And then if I go to the restroom, I got to put it back on because the, the vid travels right there. Right. It, it, and then the biggest one was me and my wife went on a little trip to Vegas, right? Last year. And we, we just want to chill. Let's go to the pool. So we go to the pool chilling and it's hot. It's Vegas. It's like one one oh five. Take off the mask. You know, it's hot. The guy comes by, hey, you have to put on your mask. Like, what are you talking about? Like, no, nobody's near us. You know, 10 feet, 10 feet, both sides. So I'm like, he goes, you can take off your mask if you get in the pool. <laughs> Wait, what? And he goes, or if you're drinking something. So he ordered some, I don't know what we ordered, something. A couple of drinks, non-alcoholic drinks, everybody. <laughs> and so we're sitting out there and, and we're drinking them. So literally we have to be like it on, you know, the straw in our mouth. To not have that mask on in 105 degree weather. So I'm like, this is stupid. So get in the water for a little bit. Of course, you don't have to have your mask because science, right? So I'm just like tripping out in it. And then, so we get up to leave. And I'm hearing, you know, we're on the, I guess, adult, older pool, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> at the Bellagio. We got on discount, everybody. I'm not a baller like that. <laughs> okay. I'm down <laughs> but uh so so we're you know we're chilling on the older side over here you know just yeah. casually have to wear a mask so I hear all this music when we're leaving and I look on the other pool on the other side and it's it's jumping and there's like 25 young people with drinks in the pool no mask and they're like side by side and I'm saying this doesn't make sense to me man I, I mean it doesn't make sense I know so it, it it was it was real confusing for me, bro. But uh, I mean, that's you were big on that. You're very outspoken on that stuff, and you got a lot of heat for that. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I do. I do, man. And and this this the crazy part is too, man. I don't think it's gonna change, bro. I think people are gonna keep wearing the mask, even because, like, for instance, you know, they say like Texas, they remove the mask mandate, but people are still wearing them. They're right. they're still like, oh, you know. It's not required, but if you want to wear one, like what? I, I mean, I'm okay with that, bro. Like, yeah, that's if, cool if, too. If, if you want to wear it, yeah. fine. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, I get it. Like, that's the way it should have been in the beginning. Yeah. If you feel like scared, yeah, whatever, then you should you should wear it. I mean, I was I'm fine with that. You know what I mean? Like, go go ahead and wear it. If you want to wear it, wear it. You know, maybe some of you out there probably need to wear the mask. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of females out there that probably wouldn't wear the mask, so they don't have to get all fixed up. They just throw on the mask, and is it, they're straight. You know what I mean? But <laughs> I, I know I know you're you're really outspoken on that. You're really outspoken on 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 this being the end times, yeah. and, and and really saying, "Hey, man, where we're headed?" You know, and, and it's very difficult to try to. Be popular on the gram. I'm not saying that you're trying to be popular, but to be relevant on the gram and be so preachy or scriptures are all about God, all about Jesus, right? I mean, yeah. it, it, it's you, you really have to be sold out like, to say, I really don't care. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I don't, bro. I just, I really want to, you know, when I came to God, I said, God, everything that I have, I want to honor you with it. And Instagram was one. One, one of those things and and i just feel it's so important man because it's like i see 
um, everything that's being posted on there. And it's a lot of, you know, a lot of temptation, man. Like, I feel like Instagram is his own environment. And when you go on Instagram, you got to stay with your armor on because you could get got on there, too. Right. You know, so I want to be the light in that in in on Instagram. You know, that's from my understanding. That's what God wants us to be is the light on the hilltop. And that's through Instagram, you know, and through tattooing. I didn't even tell you, bro, this is this was crazy, man. Oh, when I was in New York, when I was in New York, uh, you know, I was walking to the corner store and my heart just felt so heavy, bro, of just seeing, you know, it, like, you know, crippled people and, and there's people acting like saying crazy stuff on the other corner. And I was just like something in me, bro, just wanted to explode. Right. And I've never done this in my life. And I had my family with me. I just started preaching the gospel, bro. Oh, so you became a street preacher, bro. I was just like, Jesus is Lord, my brothers and sisters. Surrender your life. Repent. And, and man, when I would get gassed out, I just hear my daughter going in too, bro. Like, Jesus, love each other. Love, like, man, bro, it was such a great feeling. I was just like, man, that was the Holy Spirit. Because I couldn't do that, you know? Yeah, I I, I mean, to be a street preacher takes a lot. Man, a lot. I mean, it takes a lot of boldness. Yeah. Right? We have people manifest on us too, bro. As we're we're talking, I'm like, get away. Like, just getting crazy. And, man, bro, it's just like... I see it, man. What you know how scriptures say we don't fight against flesh and blood enemies, we fight against spirits. So even me growing up and having all this beef, it was me fighting against spirits. It wasn't that person. It's it's a demonic spirit taking over the vessel and, and just trying to, you know, cause some 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 chaos and it I see it now, bro. Like I, I wasn't able to point it out, but now it's like, oh man, demons are real. And and I think that's you know one of the greatest lies is that that devil don't exist. Right. And 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 I I think it's so important for us to be aware of our real enemy, man. I always say everything's not physical, everything's not especially in this past year. Everything's not political, but definitely everything is spiritual. Yeah. Right. I mean, Facts. everything is spiritual. I mean, when we when we think about things and I, I i didn't always think that i i think some people blame it on the devil just to have an excuse or blame it on you know some spiritual forces to say oh well it you know it was the devil or the devil's trying to stop me and in, in, in reality they probably didn't put in the work not praying not doing their thing but there is spiritual forces that that try to come against uh believers and try to stop what god's trying to do and to really see, like you said, not the person, you know, but but what's going on around that person, or what it's not really the person in the flesh, but it, it's a spiritual battle. Whether it's for me to forgive that person, whether it's for me to witness to that person, to love that person, um, there is a spiritual battle there, right? Yeah, and and it and it comes down to like, who are you being a vessel for? Like who, you know, because that, that, you know, when, when you're drunk, right? Like what's controlling your body? Cause you, you do things, you're still moving when you're drunk and, but you don't remember w- w- what you did. So it's like, who's controlling your body at that moment? Or when you're, when you're on drugs, right? What is controlling your body? And that's not what this understanding is like, these are demonic forces. Cause it's like, 
you ain't doing nothing good when you're drunk. You know, it's usually something, you know, not right. Right. So, man, just like, who, who, you know, who's using your vessel? And I want to be a vessel for God, you know? And that's the thing that God does not like lukewarm. you either hot or you're cold. But if you're lukewarm, God says he's going to spit you out. You know, like, so it's, to me, it's like, I'd rather you worship the devil himself because, like, bro, like, there's testimonies. At least, you made a te- at least you made a decision. Yeah, because it's like, there's testimonies, like, of how, you know, worshiping Satan, and they they came to find Christ because, you know, they, they that's the type of person that like you're going all the way in. And there's people that are playing church on Sunday and, and just living wicked the whole week. And, you know... It's, and the Bible says, I'd rather you be cold. So it's like, don't go to church. You know what I mean? Like, right. if you ain't going to be all the way dedicated, don't go to church and be cold. If not, be all the way in, you know? Because to me, it's like church is every day. Every day I praise God. Every day I thank God and seek Him daily. Like, this isn't just a, you know. Can it, can it, I always ask this question to my guests, man. The Street Gospel Podcast is a podcast of overcoming. Right, it's overcoming trials in our life, hardship, whether it be drugs, gangs. Uh, it can, it can be anything. It it, it could just be the way you're brought up. It could just be a, a just overcoming and succeeding, finding a way to succeed, and and not necessarily getting to the top, but working your way to the top. Right, because we're never done till. Till we're done right we're never done till we're dead we're constantly evolving constantly god's working in our life but what's your advice to people out there and maybe it's a dude in the neighborhood maybe maybe it's some clean-cut kid that just doesn't know christ but and is having anxiety or problems but how did you overcome man and how did you make it and what would you tell some young cat in the neighborhood that doesn't see past his two blocks you know what I mean? Doesn't see past. Doesn't is hopeless. What do you tell those people? Um. First, I would definitely would say be careful of your surroundings, of who you keep around you, what type of music you're listening to, what you're watching, because I think that's the most powerful stuff. Is what we keep us around us is what's influence is influencing our actions. So. Uh, and just giving that understanding of like how we're fighting against spirits. We're, we're, we're not fighting against flesh and blood enemies. We're fighting against spirits. So it's like, man, my advice is to like seek God and, and to really just trust God and to show you how to get out of your situation. Because I, I really believe that if, if, if you come to God with your, your heart and he will give you the answers. You know, he gave me the answers. That's that's all that I think I believe that God wants us to do is to to come to him like a father and really trust him that he's going to provide a way out. A true surrender, right? A true surrender. Yes. I, I think I think a lot of people don't under don't understand a true surrender. When you think about that word, you, you think give I, I gave up. I quit. I can't. I can't go on no more. This is it. I'm done. You know. I. I need a. I need a true surrender. Is that what you did? A true surrender to Christ? Yes. That's exactly what I did. Everything, brother. And that's the thing. That's like people don't want to come to God because they don't want to give up this sin. 
or they don't want you know there's 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 something that they want to hold back but it's like um no sin no nothing of the world is going to satisfy you like like god like jesus jesus he's he's the bread of life and those who drink from his well will never thirst so you know what i mean like it and and this whole revenge thing that we're taught bro it's a never ending cycle it never ends it just keeps going and going and um like everything from the world bro doesn't satisfy right so it's so crazy that we 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 constantly seek that stuff and it, it it just doesn't it doesn't fulfill the need that we that we need and that's Christ yeah you you have a brand fear god yes how did that get started um Fear God is the beginning of wisdom. So nice. I, I just, you know, when I, when, you know, like going back to, you know, with my mom, like me having that fear of her uh, gave me the understanding of what it is to fear God in, in, and, but one of the greatest things is that uh, fearing God, you know, having reverence, God is just, you know, God is justful. So he's not going to do me wrong like my mom did. And I don't I don't I don't have no resentment towards my mom. I forgive my mother. I love my mother. I love, you know, you know, my enemies. I've learned to come to that, bro, because I get it. It's not them. And that's when you come to that understanding is like, you know, that it's not them hurting you. It's these spirits. So it's like, you know, just like Jesus, forgive them, father, for they don't know what they do You know, all the way up to the cross, bro. I'm gonna forgive my enemies, man, because like, um, like I, 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 you know, when I'm when I'm, you know, talking about God at sh- at different tattoo shops, there's people, there's artists that get very mad, bro. I've got kicked out of shops before, like, you know, you're not welcomed here because it takes some boldness, and, yes. and you're taking a chance of yes. offending somebody, right? Yes, but it's like I gotta forgive them, like, you know, I forgive you, I forgive you, and sometimes it's hard, you know, for us, but. If God forgave us, you know, if God forgave me for the way I was living and me having my back turned to God, who am I not to forgive someone else? Like, Jesus made it simple. He said, all commands are summed up to one. And that's to love your neighbor as thyself. Because then you won't do harm. Love God. Love God. Love your neighbor. Love God. Love people. If you follow those two commandments... You you you'll follow all the other ones, right? You yes. won't, you won't steal, yes. you won't murder, you won't commit adultery, you you won't commit uh, idolatry. You know because you're loving God, you're gonna do His will, and you're gonna love people. It's very it's very hard to love somebody that's hurt you. Yeah. It's very hard to love an enemy that shot at you. Yeah, yeah, facts, bro. And and that's the thing, man. That's like, um, man, if if. I lost my train of thought right now. Um, God gave us a way, though, through Jesus, through through break through this through this cycle, bro. God gave us an opportunity to uh, be made right through Jesus, and and man, I'm just so grateful for that, bro. To have that, you know, that Jesus died for our sins, for my wicked ways. The Bible says that the wages of sin is death. So I'm old. I'm old death for the way I was living. But Jesus is our mediator. You know, he's the one that took the wrath of God. 
in place. It's crazy that twice doesn't deserve anything he's gotten, right? No. But God's grace, God's mercy upon your life has given you so much. Yes. Do you ever trip like, I did this to people. I did this wrong. I burned this person or I hurt this person. And here is Jesus on the cross that I've tattooed a million times. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. And he's telling me, I forgive you. A lot of people don't can't comprehend that because God's mercy and grace is not like me and you. Right? God's mercy and grace is somebody burns us two times. We're pretty much done with that person. Right? Mm-hmm. I ain't doing business with that dude. I'm done. Right? We burn God a lot, let God down a lot. And he says, I forgive you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Do you ever think about that grace and mercy? Every day. Every day. Every day that, you know, his grace and mercy is so good, even for the for for you know, the the people who are just living so wicked like every day that you wake up and see the sun it's like it's god's grace and mercy an opportunity for you to come to him because that's what we were made for man is to have a relationship with god you know and and um god is reaching out every every day he's reaching out with his hand out he's providing for for everybody the sun rises on the just and the unjust it rains on the just and the unjust and man it's just like how you know? How can you you know? It's like why wouldn't you want to honor God because of that? You know what I mean? Right, right. When do you, you do, you feel like you broke the cycle? Yes. For, for for the generations of all the little twices that come after you. Definitely, definitely. And and I just wanna, um, I want to keep doing more, bro. Like I've only you know I've I've been you know say for two years. And, and I only expect to do more for the kingdom. I wanna I wanna take over territory, bro, because that's what I believe God is calling us to do. He wants to bless us to be a blessing. Um, and and just like you know, I come from generational curse without you know growing up without fathers. My father passed away when I was young, and um, that right there, you know. Uh, he was my superhero, man. I was ten years old when he passed away. So when mm. he when he died, man, it, it crushed it crushed me, and it just it, it just gave me more fear. Like it's just all these all the my own dad died, you know. And I'm just like, I was um, I gained a new perspective because um, I started. I was believing that it was my dad protecting me now, like it was my dad doing all these, you know. Uh, he was my angel mm. That's how That's what I was uh, Believing um, But ultimately I come to find out You know it's, it's my father in heaven Who's been looking out for me And um, You know He 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 uh, He has he, he sends angels To protect us You know I believe my dad is at rest I don't want him looking over me Because you know It's just gonna bring worry Like how is he <laughs> resting You know what I mean Yeah And, and um just having that perspective, you know, of like my father, you know, being the one, like it, it, it flipped to like, now I understand my true heavenly father, because um, when I started reading the word, I was just like, I know this is my father speaking to me directly right here, and that's God, all that, God the Father, God the Father, right, and that's all I ever needed, bro, is guidance, and that's that's what a lot of us need, and just the guidance, and uh, we don't we don't. 
uh, all man falls short of the glory. So it's like I, you know, I had to learn that. You know, like even big homies, any any uncles, you know, they don't really know either. Right. So when I started going to the word, man, I was just like, this is this is it right here. I found it. I found it. Thank you, Father God, for leading me to this. Because now I was like, I want to share with my brothers, bro. Like, you know, not too many that look like me, you know, are are following God and, and just really like, you know, down for Jesus. Like, we, we could still be hard for Jesus. Right. Like, we don't got to be soft. You know what I mean? And that's why I think a lot of people think like, oh, like you, you get you get soft because you. But there's nothing soft about God. Yeah, there's there's, there's nothing soft about giving your life to christ right yeah. it, it 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 takes a lot of guts yes, you know sir. it takes a lot of uh discipline you yes. know i i think uh some of the, the 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 men that i respect the most are some of the most disciplined men when it comes to christ these are the dudes that are waking up early that, that i've seen like my father was like that you know we're going to the church every morning before work before school we're gonna pray i'm gonna study you know you're going to see me study, you know, it, it, they were sold out to Christ. They were sold out to people, loving people. It takes a lot of guts to do that. It takes a lot of guts to say, I'm done with the neighborhood. I'm done with the fame. God's my number one priority. And everything I do from here on out is to glorify him. Right? Yes. Yes. The Bible is our strap in this spiritual war, bro. Mm-hmm. Like those words are bullets. That's, that's, that's really how, you know, how I live, man. I stand on the word, like with with this whole COVID nineteen stuff. I stand on Psalms ninety one. No deadly disease can touch me, and I believe in God's word. I I trust that this is this is what he, you know. He's really protecting me, you know. And um, man, I just I want to point the world to that. Like, stand on God's word, right? Because the in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God. And the word is God. Yep. Man, bro. Twice. Let me ask you this, man. Before we wrap this up. You came from a broken home. Nobody show you how to be a father. Nobody show you how to be a dad. How do you become those things? Because you get a lot of people that, you know, make an excuse like that. I, I didn't have that. So, oh, well, with my kids. You know what I mean? Or, oh, well, with my wife. You know, nobody show me. How did you overcome that? And how do you work your way to become a good father, a good husband? Um, it's, It literally started with with God, bro. Like, there's literally, I couldn't have done it without God. Because um, God is the one that is, is, is just leading me and correcting me. He corrects those he loves. So, you know, anything um, that I do wrong, because I fall short too, man. And but you know I, I hold my life accountable to him, so when I when I receive correction, I apply the correction and 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 I and I keep moving forward and I keep seeking him. Father, how do I handle this situation? How do I handle this? And and that's it, bro. It's just through God. That's the only way. That's the only way that I I could really explain. You know, through Jesus Christ, all things are possible. When people say. There's no manual for being a father. And there's not, right? There's no manual for being a good husband or being a man. Mm. And I always tell them, all the answers are in 
God's manual, which is the Bible, right? Yeah. It teaches us how to be good men, how to be good fathers, right? Because he was, he's our father. Yeah. Right? You know, I, I always tell married couples, you know, the Bible says that we have to love our wives like Christ loved the church, right? Yes. And then and then they're like, okay. And I go, what, what did Christ do for the church, man? Died for them? Yeah. So God tells us that we got to love our wives like Christ loved the church. And if Christ died for the church, then what is he telling us? Uh, <laughs> the manual, the answers are in the word for, for every life problem. And, there, and there's been times when, when scripture has been very relevant to me. And there's been times where I've read a scripture like 10, 15 times, you know, and I'm like, yeah, that's good scripture. But when I, when I'm going through it and I go back to that scripture and I'm like, man, Lord, this that's why I need to hear. Yes. Yes. The word. Yes. And, and, and it sounds simple. Like to go to the word. God wants to speak to you right. through the word, right? It sounds simple. But it's a war every day to get to that Bible, bro. Because as soon as you start reading, like in the beginning, when I would read the Bible, all the pressures of the world would come to me. Where it wouldn't make me want to stop. Like you got you to gotta work on this and you got to work on that. And... But there's a reason why the enemy's trying so hard to keep us from that word. Because, you know, it's, there's power in the word of God. It, it is. It's funny that you said that because last episode, I had Jay Hazlip here. And he said when he got saved, he was in the word like six hours a day reading. I had Diga Hernandez, you know, famous evangelist come through. He said, I'd read up to like, 50 chapters a day I was like 50 chapters See I was in the word Every day dude Like hitting it hard Yeah And I was like Through through those two guys When they say that You know I, I And even my friend Bill Hall He was on here Great podcast He challenged me And he was like I'm gonna send you a text Two times a day And at night You gotta do it on your own And I was like Okay And it's like Morning Breakfast with Jesus Read, read these scriptures. Read this chapter. Might be one, might be two chapters, right? I'm straight in the morning, right? Yeah. It's cool. He sends it for lunchtime. Lunchtime with Jesus. Read read this. And he's, and we're going through it, right? And then at night you read your own. And then there'll be some days that I missed and I make up for it, you know, the next day and read a little extra. But it's in the word that we find the answers. It's in the God's word where it's like, okay. This, this is where it's at. And I, and I noticed with those men and myself that if you're in that word, it's, it's something about the direction it gives us. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. And it's like when, once you start, um, there's just so much in there about our history, why we're living the way, what's going to happen. It's the only book in the world that says the past, the future, and the present. The only book that has it. And um, it's it's kind of interesting though, bro. What what pointed me towards the Bible was on uh, one day one of my homies was like, "Hey, bro, have you ever heard of the flat Earth?" And I'm like, "Nah." And and I started looking into it, right? The flat Earth, and it would point to the Bible, bro, because of the firmament. It said the firmament. God made a firmament, and I started really like, like going, you know. You know, reading up on this, and I'm like, whoa, 
the, the Bible says that the that we are divided by the waters and right above the waters is the kingdom of heaven. So that's why the sky is blue. And right there, that's when I started. I was so interested in the word. I'm like, whoa, like, wait, what what yeah. else does it say in here that I'm not That's a trip. Bro, and that's and that's that was the beginning of my journey with God. Cause at when I confirmed when, when God revealed that to me, I was like, God, I know you're real. And then my homie came through, planted the seed of Jesus. I accepted Jesus as Lord. And then from there, I just was like, Lord, I'm going to serve you because I, I see what we're, what we're going. And this life is so temporary, bro. It's so it's so quick. The, the Bible says that a thousand years is like a day to the Lord. So we were talking about that the other day. So it's like, you know, it's only been it's is year 221. It's only been two days yeah. since Jesus died and resurrected, <laughs> bro. We were we were trying to figure out the the math in that, right? We we're we we're talking with what, what was the question, Kev? Would we rather have Would we rather have a thousand years on earth than one day in heaven? Yeah, we'd rather have a thousand years on earth or one day in heaven. So we we're like, well, if one day is a thousand years to God, we're trying to figure oh no, one hour in heaven. Would you rather have a thousand years on earth or one day in heaven? And then so he, Cam comes out with the with the Bible knowledge here. Well, let's see if one day in heaven is, uh, you know, one hour in heaven would be how many years? Well, let's break it down. You know, we're trying to figure out the math here. Well, 24 hours equals a thousand years to God. So one hour would be you know, we're like, For real. so we're, we're messing around with that. But it, it's it's our life is a vapor. Yeah. We try to live it to the best that we can. We try to uh, live for God. We try to love people. And, you know, I, I mean, I appreciate you, man. Yeah. I appreciate you taking a stand for Christ and, 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 and you know, in, in the hard place of the industry you work in. Yes. But the, the, the industry you work in, there has to be somebody that goes into those places. You know, Pastor Jay was here earlier and uh, our, our last episode and he said, you know, about the COVID and he said that in, in the scripture how we, we, we need to go and pray for the six and it was it, it was specific about going and pray for the lepers mm-hmm. and he said the lepers are separate they have to yell out when they're coming they have to be distanced from everybody out that was hard bro and, and he says and the Bible tells us to go into that so so why are we afraid of wow. COVID when, when God has called us to le- le- leprosy is way worse yeah. than COVID like I really believe what what God is saying, what Jesus that we we have the ability to cast out demons, heal the sick, and raise the dead, bro. Yeah, I really believe that we could do that. Right. And and it's it's that's amazing. It's amazing. It's a it's a, it's a trip. It's a trip, bro. It's a trip. Yeah. Last question for you, man, and then I'll let you break out. I appreciate you. Making your way out here, I know it was a, it was a good little little haul for you, all the way from Chicago, driving out here, bro. It, I mean, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm honored, bro, to be on here, man, and and I'm really respect how you stand bold too. I try, man. Yeah, I try. It's it, it's uh it's the only way I know. Yeah, that's it, man. It, there's no there's no progressive in me, especially when it comes to to God. You know, God's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Yes. I, I can't, I can't. Oh, this is the way the world's going, so I, I can okay this, or I can okay that. No, this this is what the word says. It's good throughout history. So let me ask you this: a young artist coming up, 
what's your what's your advice to a young a young guy that's that was just like you practicing in his book drawing every day and wants to become a tattoo artist what's your advice to those guys um i would say definitely uh give respect to the ones that paved the way uh if you want to get into tattooing uh, definitely, you, you gotta respect the, the ones who were here before us, man, and really do your research on on uh, tattooing because that's when I came to it. I love tattooing that much, where I wanted to know everything about it. And um, when you have that passion, there's nothing that will stop you if if you have it in you, man. Don't let nothing stop you, like because you know I didn't have nowhere to go. I started out my crib, like just started basement, you know, tattooing all the boys. And that's how it just it, it evolved from that I was messing people up You know what I mean I wasn't doing good tasks But I had that desire in me bro That nothing was gonna stop me And I just know that it was It was for the glory of God Because now I get to travel around the world And, and go to shops And and just spread the gospel and, and they look at me like Wait what you know Like the other day when I got tattooed by Jose Lopez Jose Lopez I was able to testify to him and just you know you know um you know show him you know what the word is doing for me and he was just take taken back by it bro and i'm just that's that's what i'm here for great testimony man yes great testimony before you split me and uh camel here have what we call a little thing called the furious five and we ask you five furious questions Kind of like a game show, man. Okay. You know what I mean? Question number one. Best pizza in the world. Oh, Chicago pizza, bro. Okay, what makes Chicago the best, bro? Oh, man. Because you, you traveled everywhere. Yeah. So I'm asking you. Yeah. You, I, I'm sure you're a little biased. But you've been to New York. You've been to LA. I mean, I wouldn't call our pizza that great. But... What makes it great? I don't know how to explain it, man. But the way the way Chicago does it, it just has so much flavor, and there's just so there's so many varieties. You could eat pizza on like on special occasions, deep dish pizza. You know the the deep dish is banging, bro. My favorite is the thin the thin crust cut up into squares. Squares, yeah, oh. yeah, man, bro. You gonna have to come to Chicago. All right, I've been there. I've been there once. It's a picture somewhere of me at the United Center and uh, traveled around Chicago a little bit. It was cool. It was cool. I liked it. Uh, Navy Pier and stuff like that. I went and visited. Uh, question number two. Your favorite tattoo artist of all time. You only could pick one. Mr. Cartoon. Mr. Cartoon. Have you ever met him? Yes. I got tattooed by him. You did? Is that him right there? Yes, I thought it was. Dope. Yeah. What? Why Mr. Cartoon? He's he's the one that I seen doing doing, uh, just taking it to a whole another level, bro. And when I seen that, I'm like, man, if he could do that, then I could do that. You know, he looks like me, you know. <laughs> and if he could do that, you know, doing, you know, lettering and just you know art that I enjoy too, I'm like, man, I could do that. So it, it inspired me so much, bro, to push it. He was like an example that I would tell everybody when they would tell me that you can't do it. 
Like you know It don't have no benefits Tattooing doesn't have benefits And this and that I'm like But look at cartoon No look 401k at, Yeah <laughs> No retirement car- Yeah You know So I'm like Look at cartoon though Look at what he's doing He's traveling the world He got Nike deals And Right You like, done it all Yeah so Cartoon like, Simpson cartoons All kinds of stuff Right Yeah I mean he, he's, done, he's done a big bro So that that's That's definitely uh, Cartoon does a little bit Of everything too Right He does yeah. the black and gray He has the letters I mean, some graffiti, different stuff, man. Uh, question number three. If you weren't a tattoo artist and could pick any career, anything, what would it be? I think a fireman. A fireman. Firemen are pretty big in Chicago, right? Chicago, New York, they're, they're yeah, kind of yeah. known for their firemen, right? Yeah. I mean, it, but Chicago, yeah. Yeah. I don't I, I don't know. I've I just always been interested in, in, in that and... And you could be tatted. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about the face tats, though, bro. You don't think so? Uh, nah, the arms you can do. You can be yeah. tatted as a fireman. The face tats, we're gonna have to get them lasered, bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? Definitely gonna have to get them lasered yeah. if you want to be a fireman. Yeah. I, I think you, I think you're putting out some some other fires right now, <laughs> spiritual fires, right? Maybe or yeah. starting some spiritual fires. Yeah. All right. Uh, number four. Twice his biggest pet peeve. In the tattoo shop. In the tattoo shop. Huh. If I ask some of your artists in there, they probably would give me a, a, a an example. So if you have your shop, biggest pet peeve that just gets on it gets on your nerves. Ratchet music like Cardi B <laughs> and uh what's her name? Uh the other girl, Megan. Megan Bro, I cannot stand too much. Too much. Way too much. In, in the old days, what what was playing in your shop? I mean, before before Jesus, what what did you have played in your shop in the old days? Um, in the old days, is it oldies? Is it is it uh, gangster rap? What is yeah, it? Pretty much like gangster rap. Gangster rap. Yeah. Yeah. What are you playing now? That you're a believer, man. Um, man, I I, I love uh like Christian rap for sure. Yeah. Um, but one of my favorites, his name is No Malice. I don't know if no you ever Malice. heard of him. Nah. He used to be with uh. Uh, clips. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Push a T. Okay. Yeah, his right. Brother. Right, right. Um, but he gave his life to the Lord. I heard him a little bit on. Uh, he came out on Kanye's. Uh, yeah. Sunday service. Yep. Uh, um, album. Yeah, he he he. That dude's dope, man. Yeah, I that like dude's him. dope. Yeah, he got he got. Uh, I was I was pretty surprised he came out on the album. I was kind of happy about it because yeah. I know he gave his life to God. Yep. But Melis, uh, yeah, and Pusha T, uh, the clips, man, yeah. definitely, yeah, he, he got, he got, he got a banging right there. Yeah. All right, last question, number five, man. Uh, where do you see yourself five years from now, or where do you want to be five years from now? You, you, you got to have some goals that you set, right? Yeah. Five years from now, I definitely want to have uh, my own establishment, my tattoo shop, and uh, I just wanted it. I wanted to minister to people as soon as they walk into my shop that this is godly for for god and that's that's what i want five years i definitely want that um and i and i just want you know i want it to be big you know where it's like you know i'm able to give uh, opportunities to my community you know i want to carry tattoo supplies and um my clothing brand um so it could be like a hub a hub Just a hub For people to come Yes sir Man that'll be dope Yeah It's gotta like, be in Chicago right Yeah Southside Southside I mean what That'd be a great story bro 
Yeah, ex- exactly. Guy from Southside, ex king. Now he has a shop, and 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 he's and he's ministering to the neighborhood. Yeah, it's a good goal, man. Thanks, bro. I want to teach you know my brothers and sisters out there how to you know do this art thing, right? Because man, how much talent there is, bro, out there in the hoods. Do you do you ever see like a dude and you're just like man. And he's like a nobody, like, and I mean that with all due respect. But a guy that's yeah. not known on the gram, and, and you're just like, man, there's a lot of talented dudes out there that just haven't made it, right? Yeah, fags, bro. Man, well, you got this recording. Five years from now, we're gonna look back on on YouTube. You're gonna have your shop, and then we're gonna say, look, this is where you, this is where you said it was gonna happen, and now it's manifested. Facts. That's going to be dope, man. Yes, sir. All right, twice. We're going to close it out right here, man. Is there anything you want to shout out, man, before before you head out? Your gram. Where can they find your your clothing? My Instagram is Sir Twice. And then I have a tattoo page where you can find all my tattoos at Twice Tattoos. And, um... Man, my my clothing, I, I'm I'm doing it kind of limited. So whenever I drop some, I just throw it up for a little bit of time, and you could find that on Sir Twice on my Instagram page whenever I post it. Dope. Yeah. Oh yeah, and then you got you got a family page right about you guys' yeah. travels. Yes. What's that? Where's the, that at? That's the Twice family. Twice the Twice family. Yeah. <laughs> Not once, but twice. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. How'd you get that name, anyways? Real quick. Oh, Twice, man. I got it. Um. I got it after another artist actually. He he went by he goes by Uno. Okay. And and when I came through they're making fun of me like you're dos. You're you're dos. And I'm like, man, I'm second to no one, bro. Call me <laughs> twice and I'm be twice as nice. <laughs> That's dope, dog. Yo, thanks for tuning in, everybody. We'll catch you on the next episode. This is ex- episode number twenty three. Perfect timing, man. Shy Town. Peace. <laughs>